This is a Brains and Babies. I'm your host, Cindy Moneto, and I love all things development, from conception through birth and into early childhood. My number one goal as an educator is to empower mothers with tools to have more balanced children. So if you like babies and or brain info with some semi-crunchy tidbits thrown in here and there, then we can be friends. Hi, friends. It's me, Sydney Moneto. Um... It says that in my intro, yeah, I say it again, just so you know who I am. I'm writing solo today. I'm working on getting a few guests over the next few weeks, um, but hopefully you'll bear with it just being me for a little bit. I, well, I say that, but I do have my little five-month-old little baby next to me, so if you hear baby noises, it's her. I've been waiting to record this till both kids are asleep, which literally... How is that a thing? How do I get them both to sleep at the same time? Um, she's on a bit of a sleep strike, so even just getting her to sleep would be very great. But luckily, she's a good little snuggle buddy, and we get lots of good quality snuggle time. So um, anyway, speaking of babies, eh, that's a nice segue that was unintentional. I Today, we're going to be talking about primitive reflexes. So these are a huge piece of development uh, that I have talked about probably every day for the past almost decade because they're so crucial and they tie into so many different things. So because of that, I'm going to do a few episodes on this where I break down some specific reflexes a little bit more, um, talk about some of some tips for how to integrate them, what to do if they're retained, and, and just kind of, like I said, go in a little bit more in, like in depth to these things. Today I'm going to try and do just more of a brief overview and I hope that it makes sense. I... I personally am, am a very visual person, and so you can't see me, obviously. It's a podcast, but I often like am using my hands to like illustrate things, and so I'll try to be extra aware today of trying to explain it in a way that makes sense. And I'll throw some stuff up on my Instagram, too, to help illustrate. So without further ado, primitive reflexes. So primitive reflexes or infant reflexes are reflexes that we're all born with. They actually start to develop in utero, and then what happens is, after we're born, we start to have life experiences and just exposure to the world that works to um, integrate these reflexes, basically to higher levels of development. So first, as babies, pretty much everything our baby's doing is on reflex, right? They don't have... um, higher capacity in their brain to do things other than out of reflex. Like a a great example of a reflex is uh, like when babies come out and they do their APGAR score, right? They test some of their reflexes like the Babinski response or, you know, they're stroking the foot to see if baby's toes curl around that. And that shows that the brain is intact and, and baby's sensory input and the brain are working together, which is what we want. So I feel like, um, in most of society though, other than Right after baby's born, we don't really talk a lot about these reflexes, yet we see so many kids, and even adults, honestly, that have retained these reflexes, and it's causing problems, and big problems. So if you don't move past an infant or primitive and reflexive state, then you don't fully develop like you're supposed to. So what happens is we develop our reflexes, right? Or we have those reflexes, we integrate them. And then we move into other phases. We move into a sensory motor phase where we start to take in more using the five senses. We start to develop motor movement, things like crawling and then walking and then running. 
It would then start to develop our body awareness, um, which helps us develop our social awareness. We, all of these things piggyback off one another until we reach a, a, one of the highest points of development called synchronization, which is using all of those things together. So in order to be a successful kid in either school, at home, with our emotions, with our friends, we need to have all these parts firing together. And what's happening, like I said, is kids are retaining these reflexes past when they should. Now, most of the reflexes um, that I'll talk about in the next couple of weeks integrate or are gone at about six to 12 months um, after baby's born. Now, there's a couple that hang on a little bit longer to like two and a half, maybe three, like on the high end, but they should be gone by, let's say, at the high end of it, three at, three at the latest. So what happens is when your kids don't integrate these, then they move to four, to five, to six, to seven, to eight, and parts of their brain are still one year old or two years old, right? And this is why as parents, we can see, um, we might have a kid that is so bright in certain areas. Maybe they're like killer at Legos, so good at math, yet they have a really hard time with emotional regulation and something really small sets them over and they just like lose it. And this happens on a daily basis, multiple times a day, we're having lots of tantrums beyond the age that's appropriate. So, what well, where are you going? Come here. Sorry, hey girl, hey girl. Um, sorry, she is rolling all around. So let, let me give you an example of a primitive reflex. So there's a reflex that's really important. It's called your Moreau response. It's your fight or flight response. So as a baby, you can see this when, let's say you're holding your baby or your baby's laying in their bassinet and there's a really loud noise, like someone slams the door right next to him. What happens is their arms go out, their legs throw out, they might cry, and it's a startle response that helps them with survival, sends them into fight, flight, or freeze mode. Now, this integrates and, and moves beyond this primitive version of it as we move into adulthood where if someone slams a door, your response is you turn your head, you might widen your eyes, you might have a little bit of a body reaction where you kind of like get ready to go if needed. Then you realize there's not a threat there. I don't need to respond with fight, flight, or freeze, and you move on beyond that. Now, what happens with kids that retain this is, there you go. Um, is that once again they're they're stuck in a reflexive state where, just like when you go to the doctor and they hit your knee, your leg swings out and you can't control that. That's what's happening with our kids when they retain this and other reflexes. So, let's say they're um, they're sitting in school, right? This is like pre-distance learning. So they're sitting in school and they're already, you know, there's a lot of sensory input. There's noises, there's kids, there's teachers talking, there's instructions being given, there's different lights, maybe different noises outside, other kids on the playground. Anyway, so they're, they're in that state, they're in that mode. And then something happens where maybe someone throws something or a kid says something that's really loud in their ear, or uh, maybe they're given just like a simple command, hey, turn in your homework. Some kids can go into fight, flight, or freeze where suddenly they're having tantrums or meltdowns or um, really overwhelmed and totally shut down. We see this at home. They might be, you know, going about their business and put a toy in a spot and then you move it. Now, all kids are going to have normal emotions. I'm not saying that, but this is like to the extreme happening on a daily basis, multiple times a day where you move their toy and they come unglued where it's literally something like you're in a life or death situation. Your kid might be really 
emotional. They might be extremely angry. Um, and it is like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Why would you move that thing? And you try to reason with them, rationalize with them, empathize with them. Yeah. It, it's just falling on deaf ears. Now this is often tied to this Moreau reflex. They're going into a fight, flight, or freeze response over something that is not a life death or death situation, but their brain is perceiving it as that. So, um, okay, sorry, how to hold the baby. So, that this is just one small example of how these reflexes can tie into um, our kids' emotions, into their other development, and once again, it inhibits or stops the growth from happening in other areas. So, why? Why are we talking about this? Because once again, it's like the crux of so many other pieces of development. Um, I just gave you Moreau as an example, just because it's a quick example, but there's a few of these I'm going to talk about in the coming weeks. And once again, the biggest reason I want to talk about this is because I don't feel like it's talked about enough. It's, it's kind of, I, I don't know if you listened to my episode with Dr. Rebecca Jackson. It was a few episodes back, but we talked about how, um, as parents, we're often told, and it's with, it's with good intent that, you know, oh, they'll just grow out of it. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. And obviously, as a parent, part of that is true. Like, your kids are going to have different personalities. They're going to have different strengths and weaknesses. The goal is not to create, like, robot children, but the goal is to give them more tools for success, right? And these reflexes can, can really inhibit that. So I... I feel like I'm just like on a soapbox now. I'm not trying to sound preachy. I just feel very passionately about these because I've seen what happens when they're not integrated and what can happen when they are and how kids get out of a reflexive state and they suddenly have more control over everything from their motor skills to their emotions to their eye muscles for reading. Like it, it ties into so many different things. So, um, I mean, I hope this makes sense just as an intro. These reflexes are foundational and we'll break them down in future weeks. I'm going to put a um, like a question box or comment box on my Instagram story. So if you have further questions or comments or specifics you want to talk about, you can go drop it in there or just DM me. Um, oh, bless you. Uh, of Brains and Babies on Instagram. And thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't yet, I'm really trying to get the word out there more about the podcast and good reviews is the best way to do that. So hop on over on iTunes, especially and drop five stars. Um, give a quick comment if you have time. It literally takes like 10 seconds or less. And I would really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here and for tuning in. And I will talk to you next week. Oh, say bye-bye.